Hi, I'm Dawn Little, and welcome to Ladyland. Think about your closest friend. Maybe you know where she works, but do you know what she does all day? Do you know her job title? Do you know what she studied in school? Turns out, I didn't. So, I made a podcast to find out. Welcome to Ladyland. I'm your host, Kim Baldwin. This is a conversation with women from all walks of life and different backgrounds. It's funny at times, serious at times, but always honest. This is Ladyland. Hi, Dawn. Hi. Welcome to uh, Nashville Podcast Studio. Yay. <laughs> Thanks for coming in while you're home for the holidays. No problem. I like to let my guests introduce themselves. Will you just tell people who you are and what you do? Okay. I'm Dawn Little, and I am an elementary school teacher for Los Angeles Unified School District. So that's LA, California. Yes. Okay. How long have you been a teacher in LA? I'm going on my sixth year in LA. Okay. You were a Metro Nashville public school teacher. Yes. Okay. Six years in LA. Six years in LA, two years in Nashville, about seven years in Japan. Okay. What grade do you teach right now? Currently, I teach kindergarten in a special education and general education classroom. It's an inclusion classroom. What does that mean? (laughs) We're a pilot program. There are, I want to say about 70 schools in the Los Angeles Unified School District that has this program. But it's still pilot from everyone. So we're all trying to figure out the best way to do it. And myself and a couple other teachers proposed it, made a proposal last year. We got it. And so I co-teach with another teacher. I am the special education teacher. I used to be a general education teacher. And there's a general education teacher in the classroom. And so we have special needs and general education students in the classroom together all day. Okay. General education is a student that is not special needs. Yes. Okay. I mean, sometimes, though, they do have IEPs, individualized education plans, but they're in a general ed setting. And sometimes, yeah. That's a new term for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that you proposed this pilot. I truly did not know that. Uh, yeah. Every yeah. time I talk to you, you're like, oh, no, like I taught students how to build a robot. It's just this thing I did for six <laughs> weeks last year. Like, I don't <laughs> Listener, that is a real thing that Don told me one time. Um, I did not know that you proposed the pilot. <laughs> like, I mean, it wasn't just me, but I, I was. Still. Yeah. I was up for displacement at my school because of the enrollment had went down. And my principal was like, we, you know, trying to think, like, how can we keep you? And then my friend, another teacher who's in the special education department, we had been doing inclusion together, but not not a full class all day. But we'd been talking about it. We knew this was coming up in the district. So we kind of came up with an idea. And then some other teachers from the preschool that are special needs teachers also jumped in and we proposed it to, like... So in LAUSD, you have local districts and then the big district head because it's such a big district overall. Okay. So they're like satellite districts. Yeah. And then we first proposed it to our like head person in the satellite district. And then we had to propose it to the top um, person and not to (laughs) Butner, who is the head head guy, but to the person that was over um, special education. So no big deal. (laughs) It was a little nerve wracking. (laughs) Yeah. Low stakes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we got it. So here we are. 
I can't believe I did not know that part. I we're about to write another proposal for how to grow it. When I co- go back to LA that weekend, I'm meeting with the same team and we're typing it up and man, putting it together. <laughs> this is so impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, it's my favorite topic. Okay. What are your degrees? <laughs> Undergrad is psychology. Okay. And then I have a master's in elementary education a master's in English language acquisition, and then a master's in learning technologies. What is English language it's acquisition? It's basically EL or English language learners or e- English okay. as a second language, like that. Okay. Do you, you do not speak full Spanish uh, or Spanish? Not at all. You speak Japanese? Yes. Okay. Bilingual. I, Let's just say yes. Well, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not very polite in Japanese, so <laughs> I don't really like to tell people that I speak fluent Japanese, yeah. and my reading is very limited. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. And you learn Japanese because you moved to Japan after college to teach English. Yes. And you also learn Japanese. Yeah. I mean, because when I first moved to Japan, I lived in a, what's considered rural for Japan, but it's probably like living in Nashville. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> not very rural, but a small town, and I kind of needed to learn Japanese. And it was also just because I had heard it growing up because of my mother. And, you know, I had family in Japan and I kind of wanted to get to know that side of me better. Yeah. And I left this part out, but also, (laughs) sorry, Mary Catherine, I've known you the longest of anyone I know. I know. 31 years, I think. Yeah. We met in... It's seventh eighth, grade. Seventh or eighth grade. Yeah. So 30 to 31 years. <laughs> I know. I hate saying that because then I'm like, I was telling our friend the other day when we had coffee, I said, I never thought I would be able to say. I know. I've known someone for 30 years. That means I'm actually like getting older. <laughs> it's very scary. It's scary. Yeah. So. <laughs> because of that, I know your mom. I know your family. <laughs> I grew up with your family. Yes. Yeah. So we basically grew up together. We met in middle school. Yeah. Your birthday party. You invited oh me. Oh, my God. I totally mm-hmm. did. We rode, rode in the back of the truck. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing I remember. I like, I always <laughs> get like, I have a crap memory. But I do too. I, I'll get like little flashbacks of certain events. And yeah. So that was the one thing. How was, funny. Yeah. Man. Met in middle school. High school together, went to college together, lived together in college, <laughs> and then we left at the same time. Yeah. It, like a week apart? Yeah. I think you saw me off at the airport. That's what I was trying to remember. Yeah, that has to be right, because I remember That was when so we could much. still go through. Yes, to you know, the gate. To the gate. And you, my dad, everyone came. Yes. And um, saw me off at the airport. And then I think you left a week later from yeah. New York. Yeah. yeah. We truly grew up together. Yeah. And then we left together. Yeah. And grew up separately. <laughs> Definitely, because yeah. the 20s were very formative. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you know you wanted to be a teacher? Because in undergrad, like, we didn't talk about this when I, we were in college. I actually was in education for a little bit in undergrad. Okay. I was, I was an education major for a little how bit. how I don't remember this. It lasted for, like, one semester because I decided I want. I started with psych. Yeah. And criminal justice. Same. And social We probably work. took all the same classes. Yeah, I had all three of those. So I think I was originally going to be a, a social worker. That's right. And because I had good experiences with social workers and counseling. <laughs> and then I was like, no, I want to be a teacher because I did a lot of volunteer work with teaching. And okay. so then I went into teaching, but I had so many more credits in psychology. Yeah. And I just wanted to get out by that point. <laughs> so I was like, okay, no, I'm going back to psychology. Okay. And then, yeah, I was able to get out with psychology and just go to Japan and start teaching. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. How long did you live in Japan? Like 10 years? Almost eight, just shy okay. of eight, a few months shy. Man. Yeah. 
moved back, didn't immediately start teaching. No, I had to get my education degree here, so I didn't already. Oh, you didn't have a master's yet? No. Okay. Yeah, so I had to do that to get into education. Okay. We were talking about this the other night. Common misconceptions about teachers. Oh, geez, I was on a... On a roll. Topic. I had a glass of wine. I was going off. I mean, you're the only teacher I know this well. Like, you're the only teacher I, I truly know, like, what your job is. Okay. Contrary to everything I said at the beginning. Um, <laughs> but. You know what, I do a lot of stuff. I do, I yeah. do know you do a lot of stuff. I didn't okay. know you start pilot programs. <laughs> what do people get wrong? Like, especially the most common stuff. The most common thing is, is that we get paid for not working in the summer. Wait, say that again. Like, people think, oh, you know, they get paid and they get two months off. We don't get paid for those two months. You do not get paid for being a teacher in the summer. No. What happens is you may get your salary, but that's because you um, make it to where it's spread out. But if you were to do the math and the salary, you would realize that we're only paid for 10 months. So you get a paycheck. Yes, I get a paycheck. I hear what you're saying. And when I worked for Metro, you actually had to choose. I don't know how it is now, Mm -hmm. but you could choose whether you wanted the paycheck or if you just wanted to get paid 10 months and then you didn't get a paycheck during the summer. Okay. I always got it because I'm not that great at saving money. So So do you supplement your income now during the summer or have you just learned like this is what I make for the year? This is how I live. I've learned. Yeah. And I do some extra things during the school year. But this year, there's been a lot of budget cuts. So I'm not getting as much. But last year, I was like coordinator of different things and was paid a little extra. Oh, so you can do like extra jobs in not the school? always. Okay. It just depends on how the budget is that year. Okay. My school was actually given a grant last year that afforded it because I've actually been what the it's project based learning, the PBL coordinator for the last three years in our school. Is that the robot thing? Um, robots can fall under it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I actually didn't get really get paid for the robot. Um, okay. But that I was the coordinator for and I could get some pay, but it's only happened once that I've been paid for that. And okay. I've done it for three years. So Okay. Yeah. What are other misconceptions besides the not getting paid? Get off at three. Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't you just work six hours a day? Yeah. I just work six <laughs> hours a day. The kids just sit there. Like, they sit there and they listen. They all come to you with no problems. Yeah. And it's my fault that they don't do their things and yeah that we get off at three why are we complaining I don't think I've ever been off at three and what part of your job do you do at home besides just mental thought and planning like I will say this I have divided like home from Mm -hmm. work so I am someone I go into work an hour early to (laughs) mentally prepare myself but also to make sure there's no traffic because I live in LA yeah and then to do some planning before and I will stay till six sometimes like last week what was a normal work day like you wake up start driving get to school leave school get home yeah so I wake up yeah get ready what time 5 30 okay and then I'm out the door by 6 30 and I usually grab a sandwich or something if I eat breakfast that day at work and okay. while I'm preparing for the day. And How long is the drive to your school? To work's not bad. It's about 25 minutes, depending if there's a fire. Uh, when there's a fire, it's a yeah. little longer. But coming back home is bad. So when do you leave school? Depending on the day. Mondays I go to a night class. So I leave. Right. I do leave at 3 on Mondays. Okay. I work in what's the valley. Yeah. And then I have to drive to what's called, considered mid-city in okay. L.A. So that takes a little longer for me to get to. So I leave at 3, and then I'm in class until around 8.30. Eight, I think we get out around 8, but you know, by the time okay. you get everything done and go. 
And then Tuesdays, I'm usually at work and I get there around 6.45, 7, and I'm usually there until about 4.30. And it's like that most of the week. Okay. And then it just depends if I have, like, if I'm doing an event, like I host a health fair for the whole school, and that will be next semester. Yeah. um, I do a lot. I work a lot extra then. And I'm usually at work until 5.36 p.m. usually every night. Okay. So not just, like, child care. You're not just there like keeping an eye on them. Mm, because no. I've heard people, not anyone I know, but I see this online. No, and you stuff. see it everywhere. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of reference to I feel like people forget that you can't read if it weren't for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Hi, do you like podcasts? I hope so, because you're listening to one. If you like podcasts, I have something else you might like. Audiobooks. Libro FM is the first and only company that lets you purchase audiobooks directly from your local bookstore. P.S. We have two of those here in Nashville. You can pick from hundreds of thousands of audiobooks. If you're new to audiobooks, they're the perfect way to get more books into your busy life. Listen during your commute, while doing chores, or just relaxing at home. All you need is a smartphone and the free Libro FM app. Ladyland listeners, you get a special offer. Three audiobooks for the price of one. That's $14.99 with your first month of membership. Use the code LADYLAND at checkout. For more information, visit ladyland.show slash Libro. It's really easy. Night classes. What are, <laughs> what you doing now? <laughs> Dawn loves to go back to school. I do. Uh, <laughs> I never last more than a year without it. <laughs> Special education courses. Okay. Yeah, because I've just moved over into that program. So. Yeah. Do you have a long-term goal? Do you want to stay... <laughs> Like a kindergarten teacher, do you want to stay? What are you thinking, or do you even feel comfortable saying that? Um, no, I'm, I people, most people I work with know my goals. It changes a little. I wanted to be what's called a STEAM coordinator. It's um, STEAM is like they used to call it STEM. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Okay. I wanted to do that or be an interventionist, which is like a someone that's on campus helping students that they need extra help. They intervene, you know. Oh. Um, but. It's really hard to get the STEAM coordinator position because of the budget. It really just depends every year if they're going to be able to afford it. And that's for a district. Like, I wanted to go into the district office and help coordinate and teach different strategies for STEAM because my degree in learning technologies has a lot with it. And then also having done PBL, it all kind of goes hand in, or project-based learning, it all kind of goes together. I really enjoy it. And I've done a lot on campus for it. That's where the robots came in. So can we talk about the teacher strike? Yeah. I don't know how much people listening that live here in Nashville know about that. I mean, they should. I mean, it was was national news. It did make CNN. What's an easy way to like, if someone doesn't remember what it was about, what's an easy way to like? A lot of people, I think that don't understand education thought it was just money and that's okay. where you heard a lot of people complaining about like oh you get paid all this money oh, for our, okay. you know just working until three having your summers off having yeah you know. but it was more for me it was more about smaller class size you know we do have a lot of students especially a lot of classes will be packed in with a lot of students and you have so many needs already to help and the larger the class size the harder it is to be able to accommodate to all your students yeah I would imagine uh, you would think it's common sense but it's not so um there is also like we only have a nurse once a week on our campus I didn't even think about that yeah and so I guess you know don't get sick kid unless it's you know on Friday when the nurse is there or don't you know hurt yourself so and the office staff you know they're not nurses so yeah 
you know, it's a stress on them as well when you have students that you send to the office because of illnesses, injuries, et cetera. Yeah. So that was another thing. Librarians, some school, and even our school, we only have a librarian every other week. Really? Mm-hmm. It's very I'm different. very out of touch. I have, I did not know this was happening. And the way the school system runs there is very different than when we grew up. Yeah. Like, I teach, well, I, kindergarten is different, but when I taught fifth and fourth grade, I had to teach PE as well. Like, we didn't I have a PE that. instructor. So, you know, there's a lot of things that huh. we, the district can't afford. That's, cr- or that's crazy. Or they don't give the schools the budget for so yeah. that was it. I mean, there was like, and um, there's also talk, which was a total, it wasn't really with our strike, but they're coming up again to talk about healthcare and all of those things. And, yeah. you know, there there hadn't been a raise in a long time and, and those things yeah. kind of compacted together. How long was the strike? I want to say it was six days. That's okay. It you know, never rains in LA except I, for the <laughs> week that we were on strike. Yeah. And then it rained every day. Yeah. And, you know, I would wake up, go to the school site, strike there. Yeah. And then we had to all go downtown to strike again. Yeah. So in the morning you would go, and then everyone would go downtown for the big rallies. Yes. And and I live near downtown. <laughs> uh-huh. So I was like, I'm going to stay downtown. And if those yeah. who couldn't go downtown, it just depended on your school site. Some of them would stay and continue to strike at the school yeah. in the afternoon. But, yeah. Okay. It was um, yeah. incredible. Yeah. Like, is that your first strike? My very first Baby's strike. strike. Baby's <laughs> first strike. And it was amazing. It was rough. My feet were always wet. But just like when you were downtown for the rallies, just all the people and everybody was just like really friendly to each other. Yeah. And it was just, it was really cool, actually. Man. Were most of the people on strike teachers or did you also just have people supporting you? There were other people that That's just nice. supported us. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, obviously, mostly we're in education, but yeah, um, yeah, we met people that weren't. And, you know, there were like free concerts. And I think, really? like, yeah, Perry. <laughs> and like, so Perry Farrell, because, you know, so I love LA. James. Yeah. Um, he like went to, I guess, his neighbor, he and his wife went to their neighborhood school and like brought cookies and stuff they had baked. And then, okay, that's really nice. And then, yeah, <laughs> all these people, like they had all these shows. It was really cool. Okay. Yeah. How did the strike end? Because I know nothing about strikes. <laughs> I guess like all the people that are higher up. Yeah. Like they came to an agreement. Our, our okay. mayor actually got involved as well. But they came to an agreement. And then for it to go through, everyone has to vote whether they you have to get a certain percentage. Okay. So like I had to rush back to the valley to vote that okay. day. And then it went through and we're okay. back. It, although the strike was cool to be in as an experience, I think yeah. everybody was ready. Oh, I would. Yeah. I would imagine. We were all ready to be back in the classroom. Do you get paid when you're on strike? No. Cool. And they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. They, so they did not, they took that out of our paycheck. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> okay. So that, you know, it's like a week's worth of pay that you lost. Yeah. You know, or I lost. God. So. When you're, air quotes, off mm-hmm. in the summer, what do you do in the summer to like decompress? And what is your summer like? Usually I come here. To Nashville. Come home. Come home for about three weeks, two to three weeks, and then just like travel a little. Yeah. And just chill. I do like, I go to Pilates, I go to yoga. (laughs) Yeah. I suddenly become healthy. (laughs) Yeah. Can you even travel while school's in session? Not Not really, unless you're on a break, which is always the peak season for everyone. So, oh, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, so you know, those budget tickets aren't easy to find when you're traveling (laughs) on spring break when everyone else is on spring break. Exactly. Man, what's your self care while you're in school? You probably 
day to day, just like everyone else, just wake up, go to work, come home, go to sleep. But what do you do on the weekends? They're like Friday night, Saturday, Sunday. What do you do to disconnect? <laughs> I, Take I, off your pants. It's a little late. NPZ. I, I know, the NPZ. <laughs> Dawn out. has a rule in her house <laughs> that when you come in, you enter the NPZ. No pants zone. No pants zone. <laughs> so you can take off your pants. <laughs> As soon as you come in. As and you know you have in. to take your shoes off when you come in. You do. So I, yes. It's like, it's a process. Like you take off your shoes, the pants come off. And okay. then, yeah. I met, an interjection, I met someone really recently and mm-hmm. she had me over to her home. And I think she's uh, from Singapore. But when she invited me in, I immediately kicked off my shoes mm-hmm. and came in and she smiled and she said, how did you know to do that? <laughs> and I said, honestly, I did. It was unconscious. <laughs> and I didn't want to. I was like, well, I was like my best friend growing up. Her mom is Japanese and it was a no shoes house. And I just <laughs> I don't know. Like I saw your face and my brain knew what to do. And I just took <laughs> off my shoes. <laughs> but she was like. Thank you for knowing to do that. I, you know, it's very strange. Well, it's really like for me, it's the opposite. Like when I go to someone's house and I start taking my shoes off and they look at me <laughs> weird and I'm like, they're like, you can wear your shoes. I'm like, do you mind? And I'm like, can I take them I off? Because I really feel uncomfortable. Like, okay. Oh, God. I interrupted you. Oh, no. What do you do on the weekends? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> Saturday is I wake up, I work out, and then I, I run errands if I need to run errands. And then I come back and Netflix or Hulu or, you know, Amazon Prime, whatever. Yeah. And that's all I do. Like, it's just, it's what makes me feel good. <laughs> is it partly because you live in LA and it's so hard, like, you really have to commit to driving somewhere that's yeah, not it's your a, it's, it is part of, like, and, you know, you have to, like, okay, this is what I'm doing today. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I live, you know, walkable to a lot of stuff. Yes, you're so. in a very good neighborhood. <laughs> I do to get a massage once a month. Mm. I got my guy, Matthew. Okay. Shout out Matthew. Go, Matthew. He's from Arkansas. Yes. Really? So we, we sometimes talk about the South. And then I, I mean, I really, do, I don't even go grocery shopping. I have that delivered because yeah. I can't deal with, <laughs> yeah, can't deal with it, you know. And Sunday, Greg, my husband, now he has off on Sundays. So okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. Before he used to always work on the weekend. So I do have to like actually, you know, take a shower and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> when he was working, I would just like literally nothing, do nothing and like watch junk TV and just, it's great. It was great. Um, yeah. I mean, it's great that he's home now on Sunday. So we'll do something. Yeah. I mean, just around LA. I mean, I assume it's because we developed our coping mechanisms together, but yeah. I do the exact same thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like we have the exact same yeah. self-care. Hey, if it works. <laughs> You know, man may have a glass of wine and just yeah. chill. You yeah. Know? Doing nothing. <laughs> Doing nothing. Man. When you said massage, it made me realize a lot of people may not know you live with a lot of pain, physical pain. Oh, yeah. When we were in college, <laughs> Dawn was in a bad car wreck, legit almost died. Every bone, your whole little body was From crushed. my neck to my hip. Yeah. I fractured. Yeah. My, I actually had to wear the halo. Halo. The beautiful halo. Fractured my C3, fractured all my ribs on yeah. the left side, and fractured my pelvis in a few areas, Hip. and dislocated, yeah. I'm like, I'm like neck, back, pelvis, pelvis hips, yeah, ribs, that like, area. what all did you break? And dislocated my shoulder. Also, didn't one of your ribs sever one of the important... So No, it wasn't important. Okay. It was a split. Oh, well, <laughs> I, I, my aorta ruptured, so I had to ha- have heart surgery. That's right. Yeah. Or tore, my aorta tore, whatever. And then I also dislocated, I said dislocate. oh, my spleen. We're still not sure if I have a spleen. That's right. Yes. I forgot about that. That's the one I thought, I think you were talking about. That's right. 
broke your neck, broke your pelvis, and dislocated a hip, and then broke a million No, I didn't nerves. dislocate the hip. I just broke the pelvis in several areas. Okay. I can never remember if you broke Dislocated the shoulder. So some pain. Yeah. What year was that wreck? 1998. Okay. What is that like now in your 40s? Like, what hurts? How do you manage it? Do you have to now have, like, doctors in medicine because of this? I do a lot of physical therapy. Okay. Yeah. I do a lot of physical therapy to strengthen the muscles around the areas that hurt so that, you know, it takes off the pressure. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm, you know, back pain, hip pain, neck pain. (laughs) So, So that I do that. I'm currently getting x-rays and stuff done now yeah. my hip too because i've been having more problems so. yeah and i just bring that up because i've never been injured like that but like i've just been a little bit injured mm-hmm. and it's a real thing it's a real thing like it's a real mental weight it is and i think that's what people who don't have pain do not understand like yeah it's mentally draining yeah to have pain and when you go to a doctor and they don't listen, it's, yep. we had a big long talk about this, but it's it's very draining. It's very frustrating. And, you know, I don't want drugs. I want to know what's wrong with yeah. me and how I can fix it. Yeah. Don keeps getting told to just take ibuprofen. If I have to, one more person <laughs> tell me to take ibuprofen, I'm like, you know, you're going to give me an ulcer. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I truly cannot believe you still have a stomach lining. Like, I, I can't. <laughs> It's probably because I just, I'm like, I'm not taking it, you know. Because you don't have a spleen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no stomach lining. I'm not taking it. I bet where your spleen used to be, it's a pocket of ibuprofen. <laughs> like, that's where just it all goes. It. <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Switching gears. Okay. You're about to go to Japan. I am. How many, you've been back a few times, right? Since you I've been back. quit living there. Yeah, this will be my third since I came back to the States and I came back in the end of 2008. Okay. And you're going this time with your mom, your husband, both of your brothers? My mom and Sean, my older brother, are flying out together. Justin and his girlfriend, Haley, are flying out together. And then Greg and I are as well. And we're going to all meet in my mom's hometown. Is this the first time all of you have gone? Like parts of you have gone? It's always been like, well, since I've been back, it's always been Sean Justin and my mom and I. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Greg is going for the first time. Greg and Haley, Justin's yeah. girlfriend, are going for the first time. Okay. And they'll be meeting my family there for the first time. Yes. It's going to be a big, big crew. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be insane. It? God. What was it like the first time you went to Japan with your mom? The very first time I went, I was a kid. As an adult. As an adult. Hilarious. Because she's so ADD, like you have to like, if you, I mean, I want to get her like a strap because like, she's like always wandering off. And okay. Like it was really funny. And then she had forgotten, like she got so confused. She had forgotten that she speaks Japanese fluently. Yeah. And then she had me speaking Japanese. And I'm like looking at her. Like, <laughs> she's like, go ask that man, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you speak Japanese. <laughs> she's like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so she yeah, and then we it, it ended after a few days. It got better because it was like, you read the signs, mom, because I'm not as good. Yeah, and I'll navigate or I'll ask. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man, is it fun to go back with all your family? It is. It yeah. is. We get on each other's nerves sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but overall, we have a good time. Yeah. How there, long is the flight from Nashville? It's 14 hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot how long because I flew from LA last time, but I stopped in Korea last time. And this time we have a direct flight to Tokyo, but I think it's about 10 to 11. Oh, that's not as bad as I thought. No, it's not. As, it's not too bad. Okay. I mean, it's, I mean, it's mm. bad, but it's not yeah. too bad. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's like two of the flights from LA to Nashville. Yeah. 
And but you know the thing is, it's like you lose a day when you go there because they're okay. I want to say they're fourteen hours ahead of Nashville and sixteen hours ahead. I don't of remember. LA. And then when we come back, we kind of gain. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Okay. I left off a real fun part of your self care routine. What? Dog stalking. Oh my god. <laughs> This is a new thing. Please just talk and, about it openly. It's hilarious. Okay, first of all, Greg wanted me to say that I love furries, and he was like, you need to somehow okay. squeeze that in, so I'm going to throw that in. I do. You're welcome, Greg, that we don't edit that out. Okay, yeah, please. And little curious George goes everywhere with us, and oh we take God. pictures with us. I, so I know. that's a shout-out to my husband. Okay. Um, I have this newfound like, addiction <laughs> to dogs. I think I decided never to have kids, and now that whole need came to dogs. And I actually will go to a dog park now. I don't own a dog. I just sit there and watch the dog. And it makes you feel good. It's like the happiest place in Silver Lake, where I live, yeah. is the dog park. And every time I, Greg and I drive down Silver Lake Boulevard and we see the dog park, we like literally get to creeper mode and go maybe about five, ten miles an hour. I know we're making people like pissing people off behind us, but we're like, look at that little one. It's ridiculous. And where he works, dogs come in all the time. And he's like, I got us some really good ones today. You know, and he just like, I got to rub some bellies. And it is so strange. It is hilarious. <laughs> That's why they're therapy dogs. Think about it. Oh you know, God. they bring happiness. <laughs> you can just see my face light up too, right? As soon as you this say dog. This is the most animated you've been this whole time. I know. <laughs> I love dogs. I know you do. And I grew up with them, always liked them, but recently. No, this is a whole new thing. Listen, <laughs> I, I had a dream last night about Dawn. puppies. Dawn. I did. I woke up and I was like, somebody was like, next time you're going to leave the puppies over there. And then I woke up <laughs> everywhere. Dogs. Is this your midlife crisis? I think so. <laughs> I do. I do. I want, I want one so bad. I know you do. <laughs> but then there's a part of me that's like, maybe just loving everybody else's. Yeah. You know, is easier. It's like bangs. Yeah. Like, careful what you wish for. Yeah, I know. I just got some and they're kind of annoying See? me right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm going to move into the rapid fire. Are you ready? No, but let's do it. Okay. You can edit anything. when. <laughs> so. We never edit the rapid fire. Like, all of this is the way it happens. You may have to edit silence while I'm thinking. <laughs> no. <laughs> Number one. Yeah. Stabler or Munch? Oh, Munch. Whoa. Yeah. I, look. Whoa. I love Stabler. I do. And I watch, like, every show he's in. And I will call him Stabler. Oh, no. But Munch, just something about him makes me laugh. I, I thought you were going to say Stabler. See? God. I know. I thought I knew you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Stabler left us high and dry. I know Munch left too, but he like slowly exited. Okay. <laughs> LA restaurant you're dying to try. Dying to try? Oh, God. Or just one that's been recently on your list. How about one I've been to, but I haven't been back to. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. um, and Naka. Okay. I went after my tax return about five years ago with my friend. <laughs> okay. Seriously expensive, but it's so delicious. It's a Japanese kaiseki. And um, so, Wait, there what is, is that? It's like a course. Oh. But she changes it every day. And oh then I God. did the wine pairing with it too. It was just the best meal I've ever had. I'm afraid, Man. though, if I go back, it won't be as satisfying. It's in LA? It's in LA. Ooh. On the uh, in West Side. Yeah. Okay. Man, what's it called? En uh, Naka. Okay. She's actually on one of those Netflix does something table. Chef's table. She's, she was, on, I think, on the first season. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, I'll watch the first season. Okay. 
<laughs> if you could have any dog in the world, like you lived somewhere where you could have a dog. Not be allergic. Not be allergic. Okay. What would it be? Oh, mm, that's a hard one. I know it is. I, oh, I don't know because they're so cute. Just listen to your oh, heart. They have to have a cute butt. Fair. I like the booty. It would be between... You're your mother's daughter. <laughs> I so am my mom's daughter. My mom loves booties. Um, <laughs> she loves them. Uh, it would either be a corgi. Yeah. Because they have a really cute booty. They do. Or a Frenchie. Because mm. they have cute booties, too. Okay. But you can't let them get overweight or their booty's not as cute. Okay. But <laughs> probably one of those. Too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fave new to you crime podcast. How new is new? Done. Okay. You I've been decide. listening to Small Town Murders. Oh, that's right. We talked about this because yeah. I thought I was listening to it, but I'm listening to You're Small not. Town Dicks. Yeah. <laughs> totally well, different. There's There are so many crime podcasts. Yeah. Okay. There are. Small Town Murders. Yeah. Okay. You can't explain your answer. Oh, shit. Okay. What is your guilty pleasure song? But I have so much to say about it. I know you do. Because it's a shout out to Mary Catherine. <laughs> Okay, say the name of the song, and then we will debate whether or not you... Sister. (laughs) (laughs) You can explain. So I asked Greg this question and said, hey, hey, what do you think is my guilty pleasure song? Or like, what do you think? And he was like, train? (laughs) He said, anything train. And I was like... This feels like a coup. I just want to say that. There's something happy about it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's just like... (laughs) I don't know. I can't explain the love that I have. And I'm, you know what? I'm not going to. I'm comfortable with myself. I hope that how hard I'm shaking my head comes across in the absence did of my voice. Did you think I was going to say the train song? I did. Yeah, I did. I that had that was, written down. Actually, I had thought about this when I, this is the one thing I was like, I've been thinking about the most out of your rapid <laughs> is like, what song is my guilty pleasure? I really don't feel guilty about most of the songs I listen That's to. Good. And then I thought, okay, (laughs) I may, like, if the windows are down, you know, put them up when I'm listening to the train song. Come on, ride the train. Yeah, come on, ride this train. Yeah. But Hey Soul Sister, I also do that, too. And I listen to that more because the train song is, like, forever. It's, like, really long. And I get I get a little bored of it. But I never get bored of train. Um, The other train. (laughs) There is a podcast here that we (laughs) love called My Fantasy Funeral. Okay. And Ryan, the host, interviews people and asks them what are the five songs they want played at their funeral, (laughs) and then who would they like, dead or alive, to speak or deliver the eulogy. (laughs) And that's a hard one. One of our favorite things to do is talk about, like, if we were on the podcast, what would our songs be? What? And so this is just a conversation that we have a lot. And in my mind, I keep laughing to myself thinking, I'm going to make you carry my coffin out to come on Ride the Train. <laughs> and you're going to have to one arm it so with the other arm you can do the, you can yeah. do the train whistle. Yeah, when we did it at my wedding, I was like, this song's never ending. I had to go tell the DJ. I was like, can you change it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know I told you to play it, but now I'm tired. <laughs> it's, it's 13 minutes And long. it was only like people who... It was just me. No, it was like <laughs> you and me and yeah. my friend Doug, because he's, That's right. he's, a, he's a trooper. The rest of everybody was just kind of looking at us like we're crazy. But I'm like, hey. Yeah. MTSU. On that note, let's uh, <laughs> ride the train right on out of here. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for coming by Ladyland. Thank you. See you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. I'm Kim Baldwin, and that's our show. Thanks so much for joining us. To find full show notes, head over to ladyland.show. 
And if you know a lady that I need to meet, slip into my DMs. You can find me at ladyland underscore podcast on Instagram. This podcast is produced by Mary Catherine Rooker and brought to you by We Own This Town. Logo by Elizabeth Williams. Music by UDrive. Download anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have a minute, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review Ladyland. Thanks again for listening. See you next time.